This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, June 1st. It's June! Wow. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who is looking forward to Corbin Kafusi's third act as a professional football tight end, Jerem Jordan. He really made some waves with that catch, uh, to the point of undisputed discussing, uh, is he going to get a look in the NFL, right? Skip! Yeah, Shannon Sharp was like, that's my route! (laughs) (laughs) I know tight ends! That's my play! Skip! Yeah, uh, good on Corbin because he's worked super hard. Bronson's super hard, trying to still make it in the NFL, I think. Corbin right there. It's like, can one play change your life? Can one moment change your life for better or worse? Absolutely. Be, like, be ready for that moment, right? By the way, this morning, I met a Jerem with dreads. Mm. How a was that? Jerem Worlds with colliding? dreads. Worlds it was, colliding. We took a photo. It was awesome. And I was like, should I get dreads was the question I asked myself. Wow, is that your next that would be hair awesome. challenge? Do, or you, do you not wash adventure? it for a long time? Like, is that the part of the deal? I don't I, know. Like, does anyone, <laughs> I'm asking the wrong audience here. Who knows, uh, who knows how to get dreads? <laughs> uh, can you imagine? That would be awesome, right? Uh, we need to call in our resident hairstylist. Jerem is wondering how often he has yeah. to or doesn't have to doesn't wash ha- yeah. his proposed dreadlocks. <laughs> Jerry, call Kyle Beckerman, oh, UVU assistant goodness. coach. Nothing? Oh, okay. Jerem. I don't have a number. <laughs> Hang it. You That'd never, be funny, you right? You never cease to amaze me. <laughs> My wife said that, too, the other day. You know, She's like, are there other options? <laughs> Skip. Hey, you brought up Undisputed. Today's show lineup, undisputedly awesome. It includes, arguably, our most controversial oh. Question of the day Incredible. in the history of BYU Sports Nation. I am ugh, just torn on the answer here. More so than whether or not to get dreadlocks. It's, it's next that level. That one's easy. It's a yes. <laughs> Hans Olsen will join that conversation amidst the controversy. The NFL and BYU football alumnus also adding why he thinks BYU football could hit the 10-win mark again this Let's season. Go! And the sure number of draft picks that he believes would be selected if the NFL draft happened tomorrow. We know Jaron Hall's on that list, Mm -hmm. which takes us to our BYU Sports Nation headlines. Jaron Hall is a Tier 8 QB, according to David Hale from ESPN, putting him in the 36th through 39th best QBs in the nation. Interesting. Earlier this week, Hall was listed as the 6th best NFL QB prospect, according to Mel Kuyper. So, uh... All over the board a little bit for Jim, but still considered uh, upper third in college football. Alex Barcelo is pursuing his own professional dreams. He posted on his Instagram account that he worked out for the Memphis Grizzlies recently. Left BYU starting all 94 games he played in. Number four score in the West Coast Conference last year at just under 17 a game. He also had a pre-draft workout with the San Antonio Spurs earlier this month. New track and field rankings have the Cougar men at fourth in the nation, women at 14th heading into nationals next week in Tracktown, USA, a.k.a. Nike Town, a.k.a. Phil Knight Town, a.k.a. Eugene, Oregon. Starting on June 8th, men are sending 12 qualifiers, women are sending nine. Ashley Hatch and the Washington Spirit play the Chicago Red Washington Stars. Who? The Spirit. Oh, the Spirit. That's your thing. <laughs> 7.30 Washington Eastern. Spirit. 
in Leesburg, Virginia. Hatch currently the number three scorer in the National Women's Soccer League. Wait, I thought you were doing Sons of Provo with me. You weren't? <laughs> Elijah Bryan had 16 points, eight boards for Anadolu Efes in Turkey in a seven-point win against Galatera Seyre. That's not how you say it. Mm-hmm. Last mm-hmm. night, uh, same two teams in the semifinals tomorrow afternoon. They're going deep in it. It's June, man. It's like the NBA Finals over there. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All the controversy. As always, What's Trending presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Jerem, we right. are stirring the pot today. Let's go. We are starting to see these trends. Are trends an honor code violation? That's our question of the we day. We are beginning to see these trends develop on social media where you take a, gr- a group of great things and you're like, okay, you got to get rid of some of these. And yeah. it's like, and it's hard. I don't want to. I, I, want, I want it all. I want it yes. now. So we're joining the trend today. Let's go. Make you, it, we liken it unto ourselves. You have to erase three games from the existence of BYU football. Oh, that's difficult. We have listed out 12 epic, epic games. Yeah, let's let's li- list it. You have to remove three yep. to keep the nine, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. So which three are you removing? We'll start with Beck to Harleen, 2006, BYU at Utah. The Manga Miracle, BYU at Nebraska in 2015. The win over number one ranked Miami to launch Ty Detmer's Heisman campaign in, in 1990. The Miracle Bowl with Jim McMahon. 2009 overtime walk-off winner, Hall to George. And in that same season, to begin, number 20 BYU upsets number three Oklahoma and the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Sam Bradford. Okay, Jerem, take us to the back half of this 12. 1984 Holiday Bowl, win over Michigan. 97 Cotton Bowl, the win over Kansas State. 01 Utah, Woo! Doman to Staley. 21 Utah, snapping the streak. The day after the Big 12 announcement. 83 Holiday Bowl, Missouri. Steve Young dancing in the end zone. A late pass there to him. 2019 Tennessee. First off, uh, this only cometh after much fasting and prayer. Okay, this, this, is, this is a hard one. A lot of back and forth this morning. 2019 Tennessee goes off the board quickly for me. That was an awesome win, but when compared to the others, it, it, it's not the same. Okay. okay. And this, then this is where it gets real hard. Real hard. I'm so sorry, Steve. I'm taking 83 Missouri off the board. I'm really? Sorry. I'm taking that one off the board. I'm sorry. I love the Hail Mary with Mangum. I, like, like ones that are non-negotiable. Beck to Harleen. Yes. Miami. Miracle Bowl. Yes. Uh, 84 Holiday. Yes. 97 Cotton. Like, no question. Like, okay. not even close. Okay. okay. Those stay. Yes. Bold them so we know. I'm Thank bolding. You. I'm bolding in them our, as we're doing in this. Our, in our uh, Google Doc. <laughs> Peek behind the so curtain. So there, there are five that are yep. non-negotiable. Non-negotiable, okay? So I've eliminated two. The third one I do, because it's hard to eliminate a win versus Utah. But I'm going to do it. This one was not as dramatic. It was in control. Yes, I know it snapped the streak, but I'm doing 21 Utah. You're getting rid. I'm taking 21 Of the Utah greatest off. weekend in BYU football history. Yeah, you didn't say win versus Utah or game there. You said weekend, okay? It's the combination. So the Utah win streak is still alive. You take that one off the board. We're about to end it, uh, you know, in two years. Whatever. No. Yes. I can, I Ugh. I love 09. Like, Max Hall's final home game. I hate Utah. I hate their fans. Kay. That whole thing. Okay. I, I love that. <laughs> I really do. Uh, 01 Utah. Special game. 
undefeated uh, team down 11 to six minutes ago. Incredible. Um, you, you know, and you, you can't you can't lose this. The win over Oklahoma, huge. Whole nation watched that game. BYU flies into the top ten at that point. Those are my three, and it's extremely difficult. It is very, so, very difficult. So hard, but so fun, right? Yeah. Okay. What you as, got? As much as it pains me, because I was there at Rocky Top, and it was incredible. It's it just incredible. It's just not like when we're talking about Miami and Oklahoma, they're like in the top five at the moment. Yes. You know what I mean? Mind, like, like program-defining, program-changing yes. yes. type of win. That's the first one that kind of sticks. Yeah. yeah, 2019, the experience of it all and the improbability of it was incredible. Uh, the atmosphere, you know, almost yeah. 100,000 fans, SEC, like, yeah, that one goes for me. Okay, okay? so 2019 is you're, off the board. He's now six and six. Off the board. <laughs> still, <laughs> still going to a bowl game. <laughs> still excited to lose to Hawaii. Okay, so that one's <laughs> off the board. I, I know I'm going to get some flack for this one. Sure. But – Ah, probably 2001 Utah. Oh! Doman to Staley. How dare you? Yeah, that one's probably off the board. Why? Uh, one, I wasn't there. Wait, so it's about whether it your is. butt's in For the It is. For me, stadium. Abso- absolutely. <laughs> and how did that season finish? 12-0. and 0. I don't remember the last two, two games. What happened? 12-2. and 2. Wait, what? It got what? BYU to, at that time, it was 11-0 because they had to go play Mississippi State, and then yeah. Luke Staley broke his leg. Yeah, that's 2001 off off the board. For if you me. tell me Luke Staley doesn't break his leg, if he doesn't play that game or loses it, I might take that. Okay, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, sure. But we don't have. We're that. talking program defining, like program Is there a changing. Where Luke Staley doesn't break his leg in 2001 in the multi an alternate universe. In multi- yes, in the multiverse. So we have a name for it. it. It wasn't like we're talking about program defining. That's like, how you look at it. Yes. Well, then 84 pitch should be on this list. You know what I mean? 80, I wanted 84 pit on the list. Yeah. I was I was yeah. voted off the island in that regard. But they were three seven and one that year. They death stick. It launched the national championship campaign. But we at least had the 84 holiday bowl in there, non negotiable. Okay. Yeah. So 01 oh, Utah, yeah. no question. 01 Utah because of how that season finished off the board. BYU had won Lavelle's last miracle the year before. Whatever. But, but Utah. Okay. So there's one more but that Utah. needs to come off the list. Which what what is it? And man, I have you decided right now? I'm, have you yeah. already decided? Yeah, I have, but now I'm second guessing it. I know. I was like, have you not decided? Like, I'm, and that's I'm, okay. I'm almost second guessing it. We just have uh, time to. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it to my guy Steve Young. I can't do it. Okay, so what I, are you doing? I, I was gonna take off. Well, tell 80, me what you're not doing. I can't, doing. I can't do it doing. to you, Steve. I did it to you, Steve. Oh man, Jeremy, I'm, I'm probably gonna go with another Utah game, 2009. Let me guess, because you weren't there. No, I was there. Oh, the was, butt, your butt was in the seat. I was there. I was there. You're it, taking away that, 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 that yes. win, the only overtime yeah. win, the Max. Ho- Max Hall had already beaten Utah twice, or like BYU had beaten. Well, once. he beat him. He once. beat him once. He beat him once. He'd already beaten him. That's me, by the way, in the blue and the hoods. He'd already beat him. Go, roll and, it back and pause it. And I'll Max, show you where I am. Let's listen. The Max Hall curse Hi, Max. doesn't get started if we take away that game. I don't believe that it was Max Hooker. <laughs> Maybe the nine-game losing streak doesn't happen. If it, whatever, take it out the board. But that win was so good. I know it was I great, know. but like, it wasn't what, even his final game. He destroyed Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl. Who cares about Oregon State? They okay. were P five, not motivated in a bowl game. We're about to. Be I can't. That team, yeah. So. It's, so I thought I was going to take eighty three and Steve off, but I, I can't do that. 
Uh, the manga Miracle didn't have a great impact on a season. No, but that's a great but play. But it was incredible. And it ruined Nebraska's forever long non conference win streak at home. I don't care about that as much as I care about streak. this just being awesome. Yes, like, the Taysom mo- Hill, Tanner Mangum, like just the whole thing was a was a storybook finish. Yeah. It was a movie. It's not about the opponent and their record always. Like it can be a great play. Agreed. When, when, Agreed. Because like beating six and five this Michigan epic. by itself doesn't matter. They were six and too five. Epic. But it's because BYU is undefeated and ends up number one and wins the holiday bowl and wins the national championship, obviously. Like, so you can pick and choose what context you want to use whenever you want to use it. That's fine. When we made the top 100 plays, and yeah. we, we were two of three executive producers on that, we decided that a great play with great context was the great, some of the greatest plays ever. If you had both, <laughs> then it was the ultimate play kind of thing. Like Some of these games are like, like great wins, like the context isn't as great, or great context and the win was whatever. It it depends. Beck to Harleen is both, right? It's Utah and they were good, and it's BYU and it's the last set, and it's like boom, no question. Yeah, it's because this, yeah, non-negotiable. This play is to some the greatest play in BYU history, to others the second greatest play in BYU history. I just got a text no message. No one can say this is the third greatest. I'm it getting it's one or two. I'm sorry. I'm getting hate already. I just got a text message. You from getting my brother. hate mail? My brother, he Ooh, said, Trev? how dare you take 2009 <laughs> Trev? <laughs> yeah. Nice. What's up, Trev? Yeah, you can't take off on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you this get rid is of 83, so fun like, slash hard. Like, yeah. the, the Steve dance, like, it was his, it was I his know. culminating moment. I know. See why you finished number seven in the country that me, year. It's let, set up 84. I know. Let me tell you why this one, uh, the, like, this. Let's Steve, be, I kept let, it for you, bro. Let's. Hey, Max, he cut you. No, no, no. Max is in there. You cut Oklahoma. 09. Max is in there with Oklahoma. You cut his greatest Ma- moment. Max is in there already with Oklahoma. You cut his greatest moment. Is is the win over Utah's greatest yes, moment? Or is his, it Oklahoma? No, it's his greatest moment. Yeah. It's beating it's Utah in that manner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was controversial. This is great. Yeah, what what else do you get rid of? Like I don't, tw- I, people like, people would probably say, Oh, what get rid of the game against Utah last year. Really? You want you want I got rid of it. I got rid of it because it, you want it, you want the Pac-12 South banner gone. You want it already is gone. gone. The whole is nas- it up right now? The whole national I don't rhetoric. See it. The whole national rhetoric of BYU dominating the Pac-12 gone. I don't think that was just Wilner and us. <laughs> it wasn't a national. Are you thing. kidding me? No, Stuart Mandel. Like oh, every, yes. Oh no! Like tw- oh no! It was only well if the there game were like ten people. Hold on. Are that. we eliminating Reese it? Davis. Reese Davis was in. Are on we that. eliminating it, or does it, or is it a loss? If you take it away. Because we're saying eliminate. So there is no loss. BYU's 4-0. Because <laughs> if it's a loss, that's different. If it's just oh gone. Oh, my goodness. BYU's 4-0 still. Probably played a winnable it's FBS. Gone from existence. It's gone. 4-0 the versus Big the Big 12 Pac-12. weekend we did culminated it. by the win against Utah. Let's be honest. We didn't We didn't uh, need – we just needed a win against anybody, and it would have been good. Oh, yeah. no, man. Then the losing streak still exists against Utah. Boo-hoo! 9 Utah is a sacred game in BYU history, dude. It I'm really not saying is. it's not. Yeah. Well, you're saying it's less sacred <laughs> than 21. It's, it's, <laughs> That's like, which... It's fantastic English. Let's play this with, which books from the Book of Mormon are you taking out? It's like, they're all good! <laughs> don't take out Book of Jerem. Please don't. 15 verses. 
Oh boy. 15 verses. I, why Jer- did we shout do out this? to my guy Jerem Brown at Ernie Sports Deli. Here's the great news. Uh, in reality, you don't have to get rid of any of these. It's fantastic. That, that is the they great news. They all happened they and could, it's not going away. When the dust settled, we realized we did not have not power going away. to go back in time and eliminate any of these. Okay. So we're good. Let's hear from you, BYU Sports Nation. Which <laughs> games do you hate the most? <laughs> in Voice of the Nation. <laughs> this is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Whoa. Man, this is tough. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Eileen Dunn to me. Are you kidding me, Jim? 83, Steve Young. Touchdown on a flea flicker from Eddie Stinnett. Steve Young, keep it. I love the play, too. I just have to take three out here. It's hard. Man, oh, man. What are you going to take out? What if someone's like, back to Harleen, Miami, and the Miracle Bowl? Those are the three I lose. It's like, you know what? You're officially banned from BYU Sports Nation. We could, we could do a list of, like, 10 or 12 of just games wins against Utah. Let's do let's do the some of the I, worst plays in BYU history and do the same thing. Where we're like, crap, we have to keep you nine have of to these. Keep nine of these. <laughs> he, heaps Butterball 2011. <laughs> Beck 05 San Diego the, State. One of the Taysom Hill yeah. injury plays. No, we're not doing injuries. Johnny, Johnny Lennon, 4th and 19. 19. Yeah. We're not doing injuries, though. No, no, no. no. That's like too You have to keep serious. nine of these. You get to you get to remove three of them. Congratulations. Which nine are you keeping? Ugh. <laughs> Gerald Nichols on Instagram says, Let's go. if anyone takes away the 1984 Holiday Bowl, yeah. they are banned from Cougar Tales for life. Hey, man, I get it. I would take away 2019 Tennessee. That's like consensus, it feels like, with okay. people. Yeah. So it was between that and 84 Pitt. And anyway, there were some other. Like, that, 84 Pitt's not on clearly, our list. That's yeah. clearly number 12 in this, right? Yeah. 2019 Tennessee. Yes. He's, he would also take away 2009 OU. So no win over Sam Bradford mm. and Oklahoma to open up that season. They were in five. They were good. Like Pitt in '84 was three seven one. They were terrible. But yes, that launches you in. You hope that team's not as good as their record because if they are, you probably aren't winning. He would also take away the Mangum miracle. More people have been saying that. Yes. I'm surprised by that one. Like, oh, we already had a Hail Mary in '80. We're good. Like your Hail Mary quota has been checked. For 42 the context, years. the context of that game with Taysom Hill having to leave, and in comes Tanner Mangum. Yeah, helmet doesn't even fit. Chuck it up like that. That the whole storyline is epic. Like BOA fans, we could make a movie about that game, like yeah. about that buildup. Gosh, I wish we worked at a, like a media company that could do that. Now uh, I don't know if it's. I think it's Gerald. Yeah, it's either Jarrell or Jarrell. Jarrell. Okay, like is it Jerome or? There's Jarell? only one Jarell. R. So, Aaron? Gerald. I think it's Gerald. Anyway, he adds those games, Tennessee, Oklahoma 2009, and the Manga Miracle, have asterisks by them for weaker teams. Mm, Michigan 84 was a weak team, so careful there. But it, it, that culminated the national championship. Right, but you can't say this is your context and then not acknowledge your context. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but. It's like, yeah, Michigan wasn't good. Like, <laughs> one score game against a bad team. Like, it happens. Okay, coming up, what's the be- what's the BYU QB version of the match? Hans Olsen's going to remove three of these games from this epic list as well. Yeah. He will also tell us how many draft picks BYU for sure has and what his win expectation is. Oh, yeah, and he, he balanced a ladder with a bike on top of it on his chin yesterday. What? This is BYU Sports Nation. What? This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, 
official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Once upon a time, BYU banned YouTube. That's not the case now, which is very nice. You can subscribe to the BYU Sports Nation channel for interviews, highlights, full episodes. Do it today. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Jerem Jordan. It is our pleasure to welcome in one of our favorites, former BYU football standout, Hans Olsen, yeah. who is also a big-time radio personality wow. host in Salt Lake City. Yeah, wow. shock is all around. Hey, Hans, uh, you stole the show yesterday on social media in the BYU universe with a stunt that you'll never live down. You balanced... A ladder that had a bike on top of it on your chin, and your son documented all of it, and now he's picking up, well, dog poop for the rest of the summer because he didn't think you could do it. Darn right, ma'am. How did this all how did this all come about? Well, number one, I'm never gonna lose to my son. Number two, (laughs) I did the math. I've got two dogs, they go about twice a day. So we've got four duties per day. We go about 100 days through summer. That's 400 duties. And I thought to myself, I'm not picking up all that. So how am I going to sucker my son into this? I actually sharked him a bit. I put the ladder up there, and I was wobbly, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I can still do it anymore. And he's like, oh, shit, I told you you were supposed to be better than this. I was like, hey, look, here's the deal. You want to get serious about this, I'll throw this bike on top of the ladder, and I'll put it on my chin, but you're going to be doing doggy duty. All summer long, he took the bet. I put the ladder up. I still got it, man. I, I, I still got it. I, still got it. I, I am going to go for two bikes because now he's put on the line that he'll mow the lawn through the entire summer. Wow. And that might be worth it, too. Hold on. Shouldn't be he be mowing the lawn during the entire summer as well? I'm just thinking back to my youth. Uh, you know, my stepdad's like, hey, this is your thing. I was like, all right. So uh, that young man is uh, very active in sports, wrestling camps, he's football gone. camps. I get it. He's, just, he's gone. So what is going to happen is he's going to do this at night. He's going to have double duty. It's going to be do, tough for him. Do you wish David Letterman still had the late show? Because you could have totally been on that, right? Like, didn't Did you do well, this at BYU? So – Ask Duff Tittle about this next time you talk to him. He was trying to get me on David Letterman's uh, <laughs> crazy people tricks or whatever. Yeah, stupid ESPN human tricks. The magazine, yeah. ESPN, the magazine came in and they were like, so you got this this guy that's kind of a weirdo? And Duff's like, yeah, he's a real weirdo. And they're like, how weird? And he's like, you could put a dog on top of a table and balance it on his chin. And, <laughs> and there I was, uh, the full spread in the middle of ESPN, the magazine, balancing a dog on top of a table on my chin. It was <laughs> Oh, that's was awesome. That's amazing. Hans Olsen, yeah, former BYU defensive and NFL defensive lineman with this on BYU Sports that's Nation. That's all we want to talk about. Thanks, Hans. Appreciate it, man. He's got an Thanks. incredible... Thanks for the time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's got incredible amounts of talent. And a shout-out to your son, Tommy Rock Olsen, as well, for recording all of that. Social superstar. Yes, and giving us this incredible topic on June 1st of 2022. Okay, Hans, uh... In less important matters, we are looking at what Mel Kuyper has revealed recently on ESPN and some ESPN Plus content, that he has four different BYU football players in their respective top tens and positions going into next year's NFL draft, which has us thinking, okay, is BYU pacing for something that they've never done before? I mean, in the modern era, the most draft picks have had in the single draft is five. They tied that in 2020. 
are we pacing for a record-breaking something in 2023? Uh, I we we may may tie the record. I, I think I've got four guys that if the draft were to happen tomorrow, I think that they would be drafted and they'd be, probably be drafted pretty well. You know, fourth maybe fifth round for Clark Barrington, but I've got four guys that I really think would go tomorrow if the NFL draft were to happen. And then I've got a mix of four other guys that would be in the conversation. Uh, I don't think they've done quite enough right now. I think there's still too many questions on them to say that they would go right now, but I've got four guys I think would go tomorrow if the draft happened. Name names. All right. We'll start with Jaron Hall. I think that Jaron's done enough as a quarterback to impress the NFL scouts that he's a draftable quarterback. And there's, there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, Number one, I think that he's more of a pocket threat than what most people give him credit for. Uh, number two, he can still throw well on the move. So he doesn't have to move to hit with accuracy. He doesn't have to move to hit with depth. He can throw from the pocket, and that's what I think most NFL GMs really want. Now, you do want to have the ability to throw in the mix of, of a little bit of movement, and Jaron can give that to you. So Jaron still can prove a lot, and I think he can move up the board more. But I think he's a draftable quarterback right now. I think that BYU's got two draftable offensive linemen right now. Clark Barrington is probably a fifth or sixth round pick, but I think he would go. I think he's aggressive enough of a guard. I think he's durable. I think he's nasty. He's a grinder. He's really good at pass sets, great in double teams, fantastic on backside cuts and all those things. So love what Clark, Clark Barrington can do. I think that James Freeland is probably the most draftable athlete in the state of Utah. Oh, yeah. Blake Freeland, yes. He might be a top 15 pick. Legit. Well, so I I do want to throw this out there because uh, when I saw Blake Freeland's measurables coming in as a freshman and I saw his flexibility, his mobility, his movements – and then the fact that he was a quarterback now moving to offensive tackle, that that is a – you never see that. Like, you never see an offensive tackle that has experienced what it's like to be hit on the blind side. And, and an offensive tackle that understands quarterback pocket movement. So if, if I'm getting a quick rush and I take my guy all the way deep, I know if I give him just this little extra shove that the quarterback can step in the pocket, make the throw. I have a really good understanding of what the quarterback needs in that pocket. So you've got something really unique. Plus, he's got gorilla-length arms. I, I don't know. He's Whatever his wingspan is, got to be close to seven feet. And he's got that insane height. He's got great mobility and flexibility. And he's got really good strength. He could, he could improve on his strength. And he could probably improve on a few areas. But I think that Blake Freeland is uh, a big-time pick. And then the last one that I've got uh, slotted is Puka Nakua. I think that Puka is primed and ready to have a breakout season. And I'm expecting that from him this year. I expect Puka to have a big year. Now, defenses are going to key on him, and they play some good defenses. So defenses are going to key on him. And that's why you've got to have a guy like Gunnar Romney who's keeping teams honest. And I expect that from Gunnar. I expect that from guys like Dallin Holker and, and other offensive threats that BYU is going to have. To take some of the pressure off Puka so that Puka can have the season he should and needs to have. But I, I think that he's a draftable athlete with his speed. I, I think Samson was just on the outside of the draft, just barely. Uh, I think Puka's going to be on the inside. Hans Olsen of the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City. 
fantastic radio host, former NFL and BYU football standouts with us on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, you referenced the four that you feel like are would be drafted tomorrow. I'm looking at guys like Peyton Wilgar, uh, maybe a Keenan Peely. I know Malik Moore is getting a little bit of uh, additional interest. Um, Isaac Rex is a Max guy that Julie. Mel Kuyper really likes. Yeah, like yeah. who who's who are the guys that are just on the outside that could really make a name for themselves and and push themselves into the draft? Well, believe it or not, I think an offensive lineman, even like Joe Tukawafu, is probably right there on the borderline. Did you guys know, like everybody makes fun of Britton Covey for how long he played in college football. I believe that Joe Tukawafu was a 2014 recruit. 2014? (laughs) Britton Covey's like, whoa! Yeah, Britton's like, hey, talk about this guy. But – if Joe can stay healthy, I, I know that his age is going to be a problem, but I actually think he's got the skill sets that make him uh, a possible NFL offensive lineman. You know, we talked about Gunnar Romney. Gunnar Romney could get into the discussion. Uh, I love Max Tooley's aggressiveness. I just think that Max needs to improve on some of his responsibilities. You know, I think that I mentioned Dallin Holker. Dallin Holker is that new age type tight end that, that could be a possibility. Um, you mentioned Keenan Peely. I think that Keenan Peely's um, uh, injury history is going to be a problem, but I think that he could find his way through. Pepe Tonavasa is a guy that I've got a lot of respect for. You mentioned Peyton Wilgar. If Peyton Wilgar stays healthy and has himself a good season, he's he's certainly in that conversation. So you've got, you know, you've probably got ten guys or so that are that are in that conversation as uh, as being draftable. But in reality. If it's more than four, I'd be I'd be pretty shocked. But I expect four. Yeah, and listen, we're going to go back to this era. Uh, we're going to look at the 2018-19 season. Say those were puppies. BYU went seven and six, seven and six. They were building for eleven and one, ten and three. This year, we think BYU could win ten again. We're going to go back and go, oh my gosh, look at that group. It was incredible. Let's finish with this, and perhaps we've buried the lead here. Our question of the day: We put together twelve games. You gotta keep nine, but you gotta lose three. Some of the greatest wins in BYU history. What three are you losing from our list here? Um, I is the list currently up on the TV? I'm wondering if uh, if if people can see the list because back to Harley. This is uh, Manga Miracle, this, Miami Miracle Bowl, 09 Utah. 09 Oklahoma, 84 Holiday Bowl, 97 Cotton, 21 Utah, 83 Missouri, 2019 Tennessee. What one game would you right, so lose there then? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take 2019 Tennessee off. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, by the way, I'm not gonna move, remove anything. Max Hall, so <laughs> Thank Oklahoma <you>. State. <laughs> Max Hall, in my opinion, he he's my favorite all time BYU QB. He and Ty Detmer. Favorite all-time BYU QBs, um, so not going to touch either one of those games. But I'll take uh, Tennessee off. I'm actually going to take the, this last Utah game, 2021 Utah off. I know it was great to get off the slide, but I don't know if that's slotted as one of the all-times. And it's really tough to take the Tanner Mangum miracle. That's the one in Nebraska. Yeah. Yes. It's really tough to take that one off, but oh man, I don't know. If, I don't know if you can take that one off. I think that that's <laughs> it's, it's too much of a legendary, iconic play uh, where 
Mitch Matthews goes up and brings that ball down. Yeah, tough, right? everyone's tough, guys. This, this tough. is not this is painful. Anything, not touching anything. Ninety six, you know that. Ninety seven. No way. That two thousand one is is that Lavelle's last miracle? Is that no, the one I no, played? That, that was, was two thousand. That, that was a team that you obviously were involved in. It was it was Dolman to Staley in two thousand one. Down eleven with six oh, minutes awesome. left, undefeated. Yeah, take that one off. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, didn't, take that keep one all off. the Utahs on. That's what I say. No, I get it with 21, uh, take, as we mentioned. But Take yeah. that one off and put LaBelle's Last Miracle on. Still involved Luke Staley. Dude, Still involved Brandon Doman. There were, it was hard for us just to get this list. 212. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there have been some <laughs> unbelievable wins in BYU history. Now, Hans, uh, we need to finish with this in the last 30 seconds of our conversation. We talked about the draft picks, the number of talented guys that BYU has. How do you think that will translate into wins in 2022? What are your expectations for BYU football in terms of wins in the upcoming season? Well, I like to set them realistically for Kalani. Um, I would hate if Kalani went on a radio station and and somebody was like, what is the expectations for Hans? And he's like, oh, man, I, I think he's Sports Center's lead host. And, you know, if Kalani <laughs> set these crazy expectations, I'd call him. I'd be like, hey, hey, calm it down, man. I'm never going to hit those numbers. I like to set them realistic. Uh, and I like to be fair to the team. I think that eight is a very realistic number. Yeah. I think you beat South Florida in Tampa. I think you beat Wyoming. I think you beat Utah State and Liberty. I think you beat East Carolina. I think you beat Boise State, Utah Tech, and Stanford. I think you beat those teams. And then it's a toss-up amongst the other four, Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Arkansas. I think Notre Dame and Arkansas are going to be almost impossible. I think those are two very tall tasks. I think you can get one between Baylor and Oregon. So a realistic number is nine in the regular season. You throw in a bowl game, there's a very good possibility of 10 total through a season. So I expect 10 when everything's said and done, I expect 10, but I'm not going to throw 10 X, X, a number of 10 out there for the, the regular season. We're with you. You're, we're right there we're with, with you. you. Yep. We, we, yep. we are in agreement. Okay, Hans, yep. uh, always fun to talk, talk with you. We can't wait to see your next uh, circus trick and what you're going to balance on your chin next. Two bikes. Just make sure you're recording. Hey, hey, BYU fans, you guys are lucky to have these two. Um, incredible men with incredible families. They do an incredible job. And the real genius behind these cameras, Ben Bagley, I'm telling you, man, BYU fans better – Better say their prayers that Ben he doesn't get taken by Sports Center. You guys are fantastic. I'll Venmo you Thank later. Thank you, Hans. And another pie is on the way, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get those triglycerides right. You got it. Thanks, Hans. You bet, guys. You Hans got my, Olsen. You got my text. It looks like. <laughs> of the Zone Sports Network. He's uh, awesome. He's an incredible I love him. personality. That, honestly, that's like like. In a previous life, I'm sitting watching shows like you're watching this now, and now it's fun to like interact with guys like Hans and others that are like, I love these guys. They're fun. So, yeah, we appreciate Hans a lot. That was very nice. Coming up, which three games are you losing and which nine are you keeping? I mean, this is Bru- rough. It's brutal. Plus, is Marshall Falk the biggest oh. cougar killer oh. of oh. all time? He's got a real case. Wow. This Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, or at least we think it is, follow us on our social media platforms of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. This is a loaded edition of BYU Sports Nation, randomly on a June 1st, all because of a controversial Twitter question. Not random, it's a fake Social media question. Here. <laughs> he is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Let's whip it. 
Cougar Whip Ramp presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world. Joey Hoops assistant coach Cahill Fennell joined us yesterday to discuss Marshall Falk running wild versus the Cougars in the 90s. So, is he the biggest Cougar killer of all time? He's up there. He's top three for me, right along there with Kyle Whittingham oh. and Matthew Della Badova. Marshall Falk uh, had greater games than Delhi ever did. Delhi had that moment, certainly. Kyle is number one. But Marshall Falk, in terms of players, dude, his his numbers against BYU are like mind-blowing. His game against BYU as a true freshman in that 52-52 tie were epic. He had uh, two 250-plus yard games. All three games, he went for 100-plus. He had nine touchdowns total, 827 yards in three games. Good thing he didn't play a senior year. He's running away from Dewey Gray. Who was super nobody fast. runs from no, Dewey? Nobody Gray. ran from Dewey. The only other person who's run away from Dewey at this point is Satan. The <laughs> pastor Derwin Gray doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, Marshall Falk right there with uh, Kyle Winningham and Matthew Delvadova for me. Speaking of. Hey <laughs> TikTok trend is out there, Jerem, asking, what is the biggest scam yeah. that no one wants to admit? And Jeff Hansen of 24-7 Sports, BYU blogger, is blatantly attacking the credibility of the AP Top 25 poll. Listen to this. What's the biggest scam in life that no one wants to admit? College football's AP and coaches polls. Absolute and utter nonsense. You're telling me that a writer who's been covering the West Virginia game that he had to wake up, he had to travel to Morgantown and fight the crowds to do his pregame stuff, watch the game, then hang out after the game to interview and get a bunch of coach speak and get yelled at because West Virginia lost and he has to cover this presser. He does all of that stuff. Then he finally gets home and he's going to sit on his couch and he's going to turn on Washington State versus Oregon State and then have a semi-educated opinion on who he's voting for in the AP poll the next day. No. No, that's a scam. That's not happening. <laughs> now, I agree to an extent, Jerem. Okay? Yeah. I I agree to an extent, but let me ask you, is Jeff right? He is right, uh, I, but I, I don't want to just be like, well, nope, it's all metric-based. Because, like, we don't award the seeding in the NCAA tournament on, like, a single metric-based number. We combine a bunch of things with yes. humans. So is there something like that we can figure out? Because there's always going to be... Semi uneducated opinion involved in top 25s, right? That's part of the deal. He's right, but we like the AP poll here because we at least think there think there's some credibility to that. Coach polls garbage, but I don't want like SB Plus to be the tell all. App State shouldn't yes. be seventh in the country because their offense and defense are really good. The coaches poll, I am with him entirely. Oh yeah, it's no, sports we, information directors. We it's both just are. like yeah, huh. whatever. The AP poll, however, there are so many writers and there are so many votes available that unnamed West Virginia blogger and writer, even if he's not doing you know, his due diligence, there are enough people that are doing it that I think the, the, the AP poll is okay. Yeah. Okay, tonight uh, TNT will feature this year's version of the match with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, who notably lost to BYU in his final game. If BYU TV were to do uh, a version of the match, which former current BYU quarterbacks are you teaming up with to face off against each other? Uh, Jim McMahon and Steve Young are involved. For sure. Well, what's the what are the comments? Um, Ty Detmer's involved as well. Okay. 
The fourth one I don't know about because I know Ty, Jim, and Steve all play a lot and they're all pretty good. Probably Taysom. Probably throw Taysom in there. Yeah. So I'd probably. So who with who? Uh, Jim and Taysom together and then Ty and Steve. Versus Ty and Steve. Yes. Okay. I, I go the runners, Taysom Hill and Steve Young, versus okay. the mountain toppers, Robbie Bosco and Ty Demmer. Oh, we got Rob, national a, title. Yes. Robbie's and so good. He's such a good player. I mean, that'd be pretty interesting. I don't know about Steve's game. I'm guessing it's pretty good, though. Steve's he's the celebrity, right? He's the he's the ultimate celebrity for BYU fans. His you got to have him in. Maybe he's not good off the tee box, but the but the ball just like runs up for him. It's just like a thing that in his life always worked, just running. See, I don't know. Steve and Ty are hilarious <laughs> together, and Ty's a really good player, so Ty could help Steve in that regard a little yeah, bit. Yeah, if it's a scramble and they're playing best ball, we're, it's gonna be all right. You just contribute <laughs> one good shot every game. Coming Rob, up. <laughs> Robbie's an interesting pick. No, Robbie's legit, dude, uh, apparently. Coming up, rise shout out to Reverend the Y in New Orleans. And which all time BYU football wins are a must keep in our list of 12? Mm. Does the 2021 win over Utah to finally break the losing streak of the Utes make the cut? We'll discuss. I've changed my mind, Jeremy. I've already been swayed on one of them. Wait, Stay what? with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Put on your scuba gear Friday for BYU Sends Deep Blue Special Volume 7 featuring Kalani Stake, Fessy, Neil Powell, Kenzie Kerber, and others. Noon Eastern on Friday. BYU TV, BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Our question of the day. Maybe the most controversial and painful that we've ever put out <laughs> into the social media stratosphere. You have to erase three of these great BYU football games to keep nine. Okay, there's a list of 12. you got to get rid of three. Which yes. three are you getting rid oh of? Oh, my gosh. I have admittedly been swayed on one of my picks. You're not going to die on the hill. You're no, gonna, you're gonna, you got I'm not. You got bullied by social yes, media. Yes, I did. Okay. And my brother. <laughs> nice. Okay, so what's your switch? I'm keeping 2009 BYU Utah, Max Hall to Andrew George, the walk off okay. overtime. Okay. And what is. I'm removing the game in that same season at the beginning, 2009 Oklahoma. Okay. Why? I just think that the, uh, the emotions involved in Max Hall beating Utah for the final time in his final home game are greater than winning <clears throat> a game against an eight and five Oklahoma. Team. You're right. Dennis Pitt, a highlight. Yep. I get it. Remove it. <laughs> are you changing too? No. no. <laughs> yeah, are you are you getting rid of that one? Or do you no. like 09 Utah because uh Andrew George was the hero and not Dennis? Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's the real reason. No, there was so that, that was just such an iconic win. It's overtime with Utah, it's seniors for Max and Harvey and Dennis and everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Field Storm. It's yeah. But, again, there's no justifying what you think the correct answer is because everybody's wrong in this. That's what's fun. There's no right answer to this. Everybody's wrong. We've thought about a few more that we could throw in that would be tough for BYU fans to oh. mentally tangle okay. with. Let's just admit that 2019 Tennessee does not belong in this okay. 12. We, we, like, that was a, probably a mistake. Yeah. 84 pit. Lavelle's last miracle in 2000. 2000. Utah. Ooh. 96. 79 A&M. Texas A&M. The biggest road win by BYU. Yep. First or second, first real sec, big road. Second win. ranked win ever. Yeah. 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 Okay. At Cougar Stats, friend of the program. We love Cougar Stats. 
2021 Utah, 2019 Tennessee, 2009 Utah. My list is impervious to outside scrutiny. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, he's taking You're the a only shot. one. He's taking a shot at me. I get it, Cougar stats. Yeah. yeah. I think they tweeted that before he switched. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Okay. At Spencer HJ. Um, is this your other burner? Nope. nope. 80, 83, and 84 because I wasn't alive then. I'm going to say something that's going to be controversial. We are close to the point. We're in the early 80s. We can't be thumping that as hard as we used to be. Let me tell you why. We're a couple years away from that being 50 years ago. Like, think about it. In eight years, it will be 50 years from the Miracle Bowl. Sure. Like, Utah doesn't sit there and tout its 1944 <laughs> National Championship in men's basketball because it's been 80 years. Like, it, there, there reaches a point where... It was amazing. Don't get me wrong. We're going to celebrate those forever. But when compared to something in the last, like, 25, it's going to lose some luster in the conversation. I'm not Better saying, win another one then, I guess. I know. I'm not saying I agree with this philosophy. I'm saying that's how it's going to be. Like, you're going to notice that those drift. Like, do we discuss the 60s and 70s on the show very much? No, because it's been too long ago. Well, like, what, what greatness happened for BYU football in the 60s and Gary 70s? Gary Shotty won quarterback of the year, Sammy Ball. Okay. BYU went the to a New Year's Six game. Well, the entire the, decade of the Gifford 60s. Gifford Nielsen was in the Heisman combo. Like, we, he won a uh, passing title or whatever. Like, we don't – 79, Mark Wilson, BYU was 11-0. Yeah, we don't talk about that's, that's that team. That's the first real argument. We don't talk about that team. We don't talk about Mark Wilson in the same – we probably should. He was a first-round pick. Like, we don't – there comes a point where it's so long ago that it fades away from existence because the people that were at those ga- butts in the seat mattered to you a lot in that conversation. Where Was my butt in the seat there? And guess what? In the 70s, it was not for a lot of people well, and- watching this program. And on social media, we are catering to a younger audience who uses that, right, in those questions. If we were like, who's the greatest ever? It's like, well, you got to bring up Phil Odell. He played in the 60s. Virgil Carter. But they're not going to be in that convo. Trust me, we do our best to be like, Chris Chosich is probably the third best player in BYU history or whatever. That, that's going to start to happen with, like, Spencer oh, it's, H.J. It's already 80, happened for a lot of people. I'm, I'm saying even more, where there'll come a point where it just drifts Oh, it's already away. happened for every Utah and fan in existence. Sta- well, who cares about that? <laughs> but, like, that you're staring at Wilson floating away, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how far away <laughs> – that is now. It's great. Is that an inside out reference? He's in the lost memories and he's going to fade away into. It's actually a castaway reference to Wilson the volleyball. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At Doug Owens on Twitter. When in doubt, remove that which raised our hopes and then crushed our dreams. So, how BYU finished matters to. Yeah, man, that matters to me. I'd okay. start with the Manga Miracle being removed. After. That, the oldest events as they are lost to current generations of students since they are events that occurred 10 to 20 years before they were born. So that's just along your ideology. And and I'm saying when those students are 35, in 15 years, like it'll be 50 plus years since the (laughs) the 80s, right? Like I wasn't alive for 80. uh, I was alive for 80. I wasn't alive, uh, barely alive for uh, Steve Young senior. But those matter. Like those plays are great, of course. Caleb J. Hatch on Instagram says, very hard choice. It would be preferable to remove a game like 2018's loss to Northern Illinois or 2017 to UMass instead. Too soon, Caleb. <laughs> Quick, quickly on that. So, like, 2018 loss to Northern Illinois, that helped shape Zach Wilson. That was, like, a moment in his um, being a young quarterback, right? His ascension. Yeah. His then, growth, his you maturity. Know, you may not get 2020 Zach Wilson without 2018 Northern Illinois. 
I would this argue. is an elite tweet of the day or elite voice of the day. A nom? Right here. At Ames Flames. No. Nope. Can't be done. But I can think of nine games against that team up north I'd be happy to erase. <laughs> That's a great answer. You didn't play the game. <laughs> we played the game. If you're going to show up, play the game. Let's go. Let's hear your answers. That is funny. Okay, coming up, today's Rise and Shut Up. And today's Elite Voice. Which all-time BYU wins did you choose to cut? And who has the Elite Voice to back it up? And why are you wrong, too? This is BYU Sports. We're all wrong. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Welcome back to the show. A tweet in from at Derwin L. Gray. What's up, Reverend? Bunch of laughing Doctor? emojis. In response to the Marshall Falk play we showed in reference, he said, <laughs> I ran a 4.55. Marshall Falk ran a 4.29. I helped him to the college and NFL Hall of Fame. I boosted his confidence. <laughs> Marshall and I talk about this play all the time. They were teammates. With the Colts. That's pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. All right, you have to erase three games from existence. Which three are you getting rid of? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at JT underscore Lamoro on Twitter says, I don't like this question. Please stop. <laughs> Hashtag these games mean too much. Hashtag impossible to decide. This is the elite voice. No answer. <laughs> JT, I love you. Play the game with us. It's true. It's tough. Play the game. Oh, my god. Ain't no money involved. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Heather Olmsteads with uh, the Volleyball Nations League Team USA roster. They're competing uh, in Louisiana. Heather Olmstead repping the Y with uh, Karch Cry, two seats to her left, the Michael Jordan of Volleyball. Well done, Heather. Yeah, go get it done, ladies. Our thanks to today's guest, Hans Olsen. Started to Dennis Pitt, ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Andrew George, huh? We'll see you tomorrow on the show if you can handle the drama of what we presented today. How can you cut that play? You can't. You can't cut the Mega Moves. Come on, man. <laughs>